0: Transmitting from the Mojave Wilderness in Joshua Tree, California, now is the time for Desert Oracle Radio, the voice of the desert. of trails become busy with mule deer especially. The mule deer herds move in mysterious ways. it's the winter-summer migration. Sometimes it's to range around an area they call home for a whole season. Sometimes the mule deer will make huge journeys of a hundred. Or 200 miles and then do the same thing a week or two later. Mule deer herds make these journeys with some regularity. the barriers and threats of highways, fences, railroads, rivers, and streams. Some will stay in one place for months, while others will wander a hundred miles to a spot that looks just like the first. With an equal supply of food And wherever they go wherever they range on those narrow deer hoof highways that you'll notice if you pay attention to the ground To the spaces between Juniper and Joshua Tree. shadowed by the great predator of our land, the mountain lion. of miles, needs to travel hundreds of miles, needs to master its vast territory, to hunt food, to find mates, but also to live to thrive. in movement and change and adventure the mule deer know this the cougar knows this we know it too deep in our inborn knowledge of this majestic earth This is Desert Oracle Radio, with soundscapes composed and performed by This radio program often regards the many mysteries of the desert. Strange lights in the night sky. Strange shadows around the campfire, tales of ancient monsters, like the Yucca Man, the Desert Sasquatch, Lost ships on the sand dunes. Arabian camels wandering the Colorado desert at Yuma. a mystery i am somewhat of an expert on because it happened to me it's a small mystery nobody's going to do a history channel series about it but i am the expert witness i suppose last year taking the long way home through the middle of Nevada coming back from a work trip out in Utah was it Green River? I think so with an overnight in Moab to do a radio show at the station there KZMU up on the hilltop Enjoying one of my favorite drives, the winding two lane of Utah's Highway 56 into Lincoln County, Nevada, where it becomes State Route 319, goes over the Cedar Range and through glorious high desert forest of pinyon and juniper and Joshua trees. I was thinking of heading up to the Mount Irish wilderness again, where I'd gone a few years previous, hunting petroglyphs that look a lot like the things some people call space monsters today. But it was getting dark by then because Nevada is a big place and those roads eat up the daylight hours before you know it. Especially when you're always stopping, walk around, poke around, take some pictures, linger in the great silence for a spell. It looked like I might make it up Highway 93 to Rachel before the diner closed. So off I drove towards the little alien. Ale, as in beer. Sort of like beer. In... As in INN, the motel behind the diner. I remember the specific day and the specific time specifically because I can just look at the calendar and see when I was working in Utah that week. And I even posted a picture on my secret Instagram from the little alien with the occasion being that I'd finally found a bottle of Bob Dylan's Fancy Bourbon at a bar right there in Rachel. There wasn't much left of the bottle, so I got it all on the rocks, a perfect drink and a half to go with my iced tea and the cheeseburger plate. I don't know what they call the cheeseburger plate, the the laser burger or something. The Bob Lazar Burger. The Implausible Burger. Because when you're in Rachel, you are right up against the northeastern boundary of Area 51. There's even a monument outside the diner where the governor did a ribbon cutting for the establishment of the extraterrestrial highway back in the middle 1990s. This was a tourist promotion. And they had some actors from one of the Star Trek shows there and some people from the new Independence Day movie because there was a scene or two shot around there. Although the Area 51 scenes were really filmed up by Wendover, another government military base with a long and dangerous history, chemical and biological weapons for one, And the airbase where the Enola Gay took off for its fateful and hideous mission to drop the bombs on Japan. There's an ugly spirit there, you can feel it. But I was down in Rachel, which has its own strange spirits. But on this night, it was just fine. It was beautiful, a weird diner on a lonesome desert highway, no tourists. I was the only tourist, the only customer on this weeknight. But about halfway through my dinner, another traveler arrived. She took a seat at the counter and we got to talking. Because we were both driving the desert roads alone for the adventure and the romance of it all. So we got to trading stories of where we'd come from, what we'd seen and done, etc. And it was one of those pleasant situations with a stranger that rarely occurs. But then it was time for me to hit the road. And she was car camping at the little Alien, which you can do if you want. So I walked out to my car and before I left, I gave her a copy of Desert Oracle and she gave me these stickers from inside her car that she said she'd made to raise money for some half-dead little kitten she'd rescued back home in Virginia, North Carolina. North Carolina, I believe it was. And we said goodbye, and as I was driving into the night... was ever watchful of the dark, dark skies. And it was a lovely drive up State Route 375 to Warm Springs and then westward on US-6, the Grand Army of the Republic Highway, twirling the radio dial to see what scratchy signals might turn up. Never alert for strange low lights zipping through that immense black sky or hovering over the dark landscape. My usual motel had a room for me in Tonopah, AAA discount and everything. But within a couple of days, I was back in Joshua Tree doing the usual stuff back to the grind. A week or two later, I came across the cat stickers in some pocket or another, and I figured I'd write to her. Because how often do you meet somebody interesting in an empty ET conspiracy-themed Area 51 diner hours from civilization? Well, the Instagram account was right there on the stickers on both of them. The cat had a funny name, too. Easy to remember. Well, there was no such account. I searched a few variations. and Something did come up, but it was not quite right. The cat's name was off though somewhat close and the account had not been updated in a while the location was more or less correct but the cat looked entirely different than the picture of the cat on the sticker and the person who took care of this cat looked different too Not different haircut sort of thing, but clearly not the person I'd met and talked to for half an hour. Her name was different too. Similar but different. I remembered the name because I'd signed the book to her. I looked at these stickers again, two different designs, both the sort of stickers you could put on a car, the ones you pay to get made, like from Sticker Guy up in Reno. Both stickers had the same social media handle. But there was absolutely no evidence of that name, that social media handle, that Instagram name, anywhere on the internet. Nothing. What can you do? Beyond saying, well, this is one of those things that doesn't quite add up. Because who are we? Who are we really? How many variations of each of us are out there somewhere living similar lives, doing similar things with similar names, and never the twain shall meet. Years ago I ran into a guy I used to know while I was picking up some stuff at the Home Depot. This is before the builder supply reopened in Yucca Valley. One of those mountain bike guys with the bicycles with the knobby tires and whatever. And they wear those helmets. So I sort of knew him, but without his helmet, I did not recognize him at first. He recognized me. He mentioned where I used to live, miles away from where I lived then or now. Very out of the way place. That's where we'd cross paths. Literally, a couple of times a week as I was out walking and he was out bicycling. I mentioned that I had not lived up there for years and he looked at me funny and said, I see you there all the time. You and your dog. I said, well, that dog passed away a couple of years ago and after waiting a while, I'd only just picked up another dog from the pound and had never been up there with this new dog. Huh, he said. And then he said that again. Huh. I should add here that I generally saw this guy when I had to step off a narrow trail so he could get by face to face. My doppelganger. Maybe it was my doppelganger. Not in the modern sense, somebody who sort of looks like you, has the same computer bag or whatever, the same ball cap, but a psychic impression I'd left on that land, walking it every day for so many years. always the best part of my day sometimes the only good part I know every twist and turn and rock outcropping and stand of yucca trees for miles around there I could walk it in the dark and often did in the hottest part of summertime no moon necessary I believe in the future something I believe in. The world's not gonna end. Wild new times can come again. As they did for people before the horror, before the grind, stripped of everything. Like Bob Dylan said to a news agency reporter 30 years ago, people are lost because they can believe anything. But a person without faith is like a walking corpse. But now people have to fight to get the faith back. Faith in what, though? Real gods require no faith, they just are. Expressed in the life force of the pronghorn herd racing across the high desert. Expressed in the invigorating violence of a summer thunderstorm. The lightning strike of a rattler upon its prey. The geckos battling for the precious spot by the patio door where the occasional bugs get in. The pair of mourning doves, bringing up each of their dozen offspring with the same determination and patience and love, one after another, expressed in the surprise and quick learning of a young rock squirrel trying to get a drink from the water bowl I keep outside for those same doves. The big metal bowl was near empty, so when the squirrel used its hands to lift itself up to the edge, The bowl tilted, and most of the remaining water poured out, mostly onto the young squirrel. First, the squirrel drank what it could from the water on the patio, then much more carefully now. It intentionally tilted the bowl down and drank deep, and returned the bowl to its original position, and looked around with satisfaction. The thirst was sated. The squirrel had mastered its environment through the power of will. The gods are expressed in other ways and dreams and visions, sometimes if we are open to these higher energies, and sometimes as manifestations in the waking life, but only in wild nature or the edge of wilderness, where the farm meets the forest, the road meets the great wide open and here they may appear in their classic forms as the great poets described in millennia past. The Lady of Light, the Horned Pan, the great monsters of the cave lair, the flying shields over battlefields of ancient times glowing with unquenchable fire, from Amboy to Zizix and across the great Mojave wilderness, you've been listening to Desert Oracle Radio with musical soundscapes by our own Red, Blue, Black, Silver. Look him up on Bandcamp. You can get all his records for like... I don't know what it is. $30 or something? It's like the price of a drive through dinner. I'm your host, Ken Lane. Here at Desert Oracle, we love the Halloween time more than just about anything from about mid-October here in the high desert and the piney mountains all around and right through Thanksgiving. That's what esoteric scholars call Halloween time. This Halloween time, I will be bringing Desert Oracle Radio to a very moody place, the ruins of the old Hot Springs Bathhouse in Hakumba. on the edge of the desert, Saturday, October 20, Halloween time 20 and 23 at Hakumba Hot Springs, about an hour east of San Diego, 90 minutes west of Yuma, three hours south of Joshua Tree. All times by motor vehicle, but it would be fun to go on horseback. Maybe down from Julian. Bring a couple of fresh apple pies down. Nothing better in the fall. Apple pie for breakfast, a whole pot of coffee right there on the table. All on the picnic table outside. Good night from the Voice of the Desert.